This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. It seems the UK's obsession with history, and more specifically ancestry, remains strong as a brand new series of ITV's DNA Journey begins next week. Series three of the show will feature more celebrities going on a road trip around the world to learn about their family history. Ahead of episode one, we've spoken with Senior Director of International Programming at Ancestry, Brad Argent, about what's coming up in Series 3, how the DNA technology has improved since Series 1, and its potential further uses in the future. So, first of all, Brad, with the new series coming up, can you give us an insight into what we can expect from it? Well, the new series is fantastic. They just get better every year, and I'm not 100% sure why that's the case, but the stories get better, the reactions get better, and... In this particular season, is a split season, so we've got a couple of episodes coming out in April and then we've got more coming out in the back end of the year. And the stories are fascinating, John. Uh, t- they take us around the world, but also they take us in our own backyard. And that's what I love, one of the things I do love about the series. And has the actual DNA technology moved on from the first series in 2019 to where we are now? Well, yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things, John, that the... It's not just the technology. Obviously, the DNA technology improves significantly almost on a daily basis. But you're also seeing improvements in what we might call traditional uh, family history research. So more records becoming available, indexing processes getting better, access to digital collections getting better, the ability that you have now to research almost anywhere in the world from your desk is phenomenal. And it just makes the TV making process easier. So what's your role in the making of the show? My role is I look after the research for the show. So myself, along with a cast of dozens of other people, we research the stories. We find the stories that drive the show. So we work very closely with the producers at Voltage and with the team at ITV, not only about finding the stories but finding the right stories. So we curate a journey for the celebrities. We pick stories that we think will resonate with how they see themselves or might contrast starkly with how they see themselves. This is your hometown. Can't be possible. And then, of course, one of the beauties of this show is it's a road trip. So it's essentially two mates going on a journey. So we also try and find stories that, you know, might contrast between the two of them. And it brings an added element of entertainment to the show. And one of the things you mentioned there about how celebrity stories sort of help them understand who they are. Do you sort of see that shift in their self-identity throughout the process? It's interesting you bring that up because you do see that. 
sometimes it relates really well on camera and sometimes it's a lot more subtle. But, you know, I've been very fortunate in that I've, I've, I've watched people almost literally become someone else when you reveal a piece of information that changes the way they see not only their ancestors but, of course, the way that they see themselves and others around them and, you know, their family because it might look like it's a journey for the celebrity but they rarely go on this journey in isolation and often after they've had an experience they'll be straight on the phone to a partner or to a family member telling them what they've experienced. So it's a, like it's, it's a wonderful privilege to be part of that process. DNA alert, cousin match. <laughs> and it is amazing just how far back you can go using DNA. Are you essentially telling stories that really haven't been told before? That's certainly our goal, is that all the stories we tell are news stories, not just to the celebrity, but you know, ideally news stories to the audience. We don't always pick, you know, the big heroes in the stories. We, we look for, you know, joy and wonder in the everyday because the fact that these people are celebrities is to some degree irrelevant to the storytelling process. The stories we're telling are stories that are in your history and my history. The only difference is we're focused on research for these people. So, yeah, they're big stories but often they're big stories that happen to small people. And when it comes to the research you do to find the stories, what, what is it like when a member of the team goes, oh, I found this out, and it sort of changes the whole complex of the story you thought you were following? I mean, are there moments like that? Absolutely. We were on location in Jamaica at the start of this year filming, and while we were there, we were researching for another story. And we you know, happened to be in this particular archive with the director and two of the producers. And just on a whim, we thought we'd have a look for a bit of information for another story. And we found this piece of research that we just shocked us all, that, you know, the, the hair on the back of our necks was going up. And it was an amazing, amazing find that we never would have got if we weren't in that place at that time and asked the right question of the right person. You know, it's transformative, you know, it, it changes not just the celebrity, but it changes everybody else. So what can you tell us about the tools used to get this DNA and then trace it way, way back in the past? There's a whole bunch of different tools that we use. I mean, obviously, you know, we DNA test the celebrities and, the, and their DNA goes into the Ancestry database, which helps us find the cousins that they match with. And that often leads us to, you know, insightful stories about how these people are connected. But then, of course, you can go further back and further back again. And the science behind that is becoming increasingly better understood as we look to, you know, how far back can we take a particular line? And it gets to the point where you can go, you can go way, way back. And human history, genetic human history, stretches back for hundreds of thousands of years. And we're kind of getting to the point now where we can look at individual DNA and say, mm, there's evidence potentially of Neanderthal in here, Denisovian in here. And so we can see, you know, if you like, interspecies mixture coming in and coming out in our DNA. Obviously, that's not an area we go into on the show because it's not really part of the story. 
But when you look at what the science is doing and where it's taking us, the future is very exciting. And considering those tools you're using to look at DNA for this show, does it give Ancestry any motivation to look back even further and look at things like migration of humans hundreds of thousands of years ago, for example, and other sorts of more, I suppose, hardcore subjects like that? You know, one of the things that we seem to be increasingly focusing on is human migration. And of course, you know, we think about human migration in a number of different ways. But what we look at is we try and look at human migration probably from the last 500 years because that's where it seems to have had the most impact on your life and my life is how our, how our ancestors have moved around. We happen to be in a particular place in the world because 50,000 years ago, 70,000 years ago, our ancestors migrated out of Africa. So migration is part of the human experience. And I think, is there interest in that? Where I think it gets hard from a TV point of view is it's very difficult to turn it into a personal story because it's so far back, because the numbers, you know, the years are very difficult to comprehend as a, as a viewer. I think it makes it hard to turn that into a story that makes me want to lean into the screen. It's a wonderful piece of science, and I think you could do a brilliant specialist factual documentary on that, and indeed there has been some great stuff already done. But I think to make entertainment television you have to make it relatable. You have to take the science and bring it to the kitchen table. And I think this is exactly what DNA Journey does. It makes it relatable to everyone. And Brad, have you got any sneak previews or teases you can give us ahead of the new series? All right, the only thing I will tell you about that episode is that they found a connection and a connection to place between the two of them that they never expected. You can find more news, features and interviews in the Evening Standard newspaper and of course at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Monday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.